Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Brief Transitions podcast. Whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been listening for a while, thank you so much for being here. I wanted to share a couple quick updates before we get into spring cleaning for this week's episode. And the first thing I wanted to tell you about was my dinner that I had last week. So in last week's episode, I shared that I was going to a dinner with a couple of moms from my daughter's school. Now, if you don't know already, my family moved to France from the U.S. last year. So we've been getting used to the area and I'm trying to make new friends. And in last week's episode, episode 15, how to find friends and build community as an adult, I shared that I was going to this dinner and the two moms are both French speaking. They don't really speak English. So it was going to be my first time venturing out on my own for a full sit down meal in another language, right? And it was really fun. So to jump to the end, basically, we had a really nice time. There were a few times where I found it a little hard to hear because of the music in the restaurant, but they were very patient. If there was ever a time that I didn't understand, I just asked them to repeat. And yeah, it was really nice. It felt really normal. And I realized it's something I've been missing from the US in a way. And I've met English-speaking friends here, so I've certainly gone out with other English-speaking people, and that has been also really lovely. This felt like a milestone because it was all in French, and it was also in connection to my daughter's school, so it felt a lot more right around where we live. So we live outside of a major city, and so most of the expat friends that I've made live in the city or closer to the city. So I'm usually going into the city if I'm trying to meet up with anybody. So this felt different because it was also closer to home, was literally like two minutes from my house. Yeah, it was just really fun and a really, well, I would say relaxing, but I was also really tired after because my ears and like my senses were all on high alert because it was a new and different experience. And for anyone that speaks another language or has tried to speak another language, it can definitely, as you get used to things, it takes energy. It takes energy to go through those experiences. So anyway, it was super fun. I'm glad I went. We're going to schedule another one. And thank you for celebrating this milestone with me. <laughs> Welcome to the Brief Transitions Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Clavier an engineer turned entrepreneur, mom of two, and founder of Brief Transitions Mesh Underwear. This podcast is for you if you're going through any type of transition, whether it's related to your career, parenting, or other parts of your day-to-day -day life. Each week, I'll have a guest or topic that shares a story, as well as actionable tips for navigating life's transitions. Now, let's get started. If you are feeling stuck with wherever you are in your life right now, whether it's something related to your career or it's something related to parenting or your health and how you treat yourself in your day-to-day -day life, let's talk about it. Because I really believe powerfully in the fact that we are all on a transformational journey. We are always in transitions. Some of them are great. Some of them are challenging. And I am here to support you with whatever you're going through. I've put together something called Ignite Strategy Sessions, and it's a way for us to look at where you are right now and how you can get 
unstuck and have a plan to move forward and get to your next level, whatever that means for you. It doesn't necessarily mean climbing a mountain. Maybe it means you're looking for more balance in your life and you want to learn some tools and some ways to integrate ease and flow. Something I've been working on for a few years now. (laughs) And then maybe there's something related to your business. You're looking at a new revenue stream or something related to changing careers or trying to leave your career for a new business. Whatever it is that you are working through right now, if you want support with it, I am here for you. So I just wanted to share that up front and let you know that I offer these sessions. I also include with it your Herman Brain Dominance Instrument Assessment, which I talked about in episode 11, I believe it was, around HBDI. That's what it's called. Yeah, episode 11. It's a way for us to look at what your thinking preferences are and use that information along with whatever you're going through to figure out the ways that you can best move forward. So anyway, I'm super excited to share that with you. If you want more information about it, you can go to maryclavier.com slash work with me and it'll all be right there. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Okay, with that, let's get on to the episode and what I wanted to talk to you about today was spring cleaning. Let's talk about a few ways that you can simplify your life right now because tis the season. I don't know if we say tis the season when it's not the holiday season, but it's the season for spring. It's the season for getting rid of some of that clutter, making more space, opening your windows. The sun is coming out. The weather is changing. Things are blooming. All of that good stuff, depending where you are in the world, of course. But that's how I'm feeling right now. It's almost sandal season. So with that, it's a good time to also take a look at what you have going on, where you are feeling maybe some extra noise or extra baggage or things that you're just kind of holding on to and how do you release some of that for what's coming? How do you release that and make room for the next things in your life and for this new season? So That's what I want to talk about today. And I want to give you three ways that you can do this. They're simple things. I really believe that things do not have to be complicated. We tend to overcomplicate things all the time. I am in front of that line. I overcomplicate all the time. I overthink. It's a thing that I'm working on. So I can say from firsthand experience that it doesn't need to be that way. And the way that we can make that change is to focus on some of this simplifying. When you simplify and clear things up, you get rid of that clutter in the mind or in the physical realm with the things around you and you free up space. So, all right. So the first one that I wanted to share is around decluttering. So are there ways that you can declutter right now? And that could be anything around you, where you live, in your house, in your apartment, wherever you are, look around and see, is there something that you haven't used in the past year? And would you miss it if it went away? Now, I'm not talking about things that maybe you have a specific use for a couple of times a year, like seasonal decorations or something. Maybe you store those in the garage and that's fine. If you have a garage. Wow, I've gotten used to having a garage because I've only lived in apartments before for most of my adult life but we have a garage now and it definitely has a lot of stuff stored in it. Anyway, I digress. We're talking about decluttering, but I'm just saying if there are things that 
of course, you use a few times a year, those aren't really considered for decluttering. I want you to look around at the stuff that's sitting with you all the time. Does your desk have a lot of stuff on it? Do you have a lot of papers in your drawer? Do you have books overflowing on your shelf? Whatever it might be, old things in the kitchen that you never use anymore. Whatever it is, and can you look at that and say, okay, I don't need that anymore. I can either give that to someone else for it to find a new home, or I can toss it. And it's very easy with something like this to get overwhelmed and look at a big pile or just stand and stare around your your whole house. If you're driving, by the way, this also can be associated with your car. Maybe your car has a lot of stuff on the floor or in the side pockets, you know, on the doors. But in any case, if you're looking around, you, you can easily say, oh my goodness, I have so many things here. How do I get rid of them? And you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And you make a big pile of stuff and then it's super overwhelming and you're and you get stuck and then you just leave the whole pile, right? That Has that happened to you before? It's definitely happened to me when I've tried to clean out a closet. So I'm talking about really just one thing, one thing and pick a space that you use often so that you can feel the difference in that space. After you get rid of the one thing, if you would like to tackle more, have at it. But the first thing is just kind of getting used to that and identifying one area, one piece, one thing that you can get rid of. And if you're wondering, is this something I can really get rid of? What if I need to use it later? I'll give you an example. Sometimes we clear out some of our daughter's toys. and I mean, there's so many. And do they really use them all? Will they really miss when they're gone? We usually try to get them to do this with us so that they know what's being gone. But sometimes there's just the desk is full of junk and it's like, what is going on here? And I'll just go through and I'll help them clean and then I'll take things that really belong in the garbage. But sometimes I have a feeling that maybe they're still going to want that thing, even though for me it seems like a piece of junk or it's broken or whatever. So I'll put it in a little staging area. And sure enough, a few days later, one of them might come and say, hey, have you seen XYZ? And then I say, oh yeah, it's over here. (laughs) How did it get here? No, but really that, I mean, I do do that sometimes. And they have asked for certain things back and then other things they haven't. So if you need some kind of space, a holding space where you think about it, that's fine. Give yourself a few days or a week to see if you still need it. But if you're really just picking one thing, I'm sure there's something you can find around that can just be gone and doesn't need a holding staging area. But that is an option if you would like to have it. The important thing is getting rid of things to give you more space, both physically and mentally, because everything that we have, even if it's sitting in your drawers, I do believe it's something that creates clutter, physical clutter and mental clutter, because it's everyone has that drawer they don't want to go to, right? So you just kind of hide from it. You say, oh, this drawer has so many things in it. But maybe just open that drawer and take one thing out and toss it if you don't need it. And for me, it always feels really good to do that. So anyway, that's the first thing that I have to say. Look around and really just get rid of one thing. And if you feel good about that, you can get rid of one thing the next day and the next day. But it's not to be overwhelming. These are just ways that you can look at how can you make some space. Okay, the second thing is around scheduling your time. So another way that you can simplify is really blocking out your time and scheduling what you're doing. Now, I have a whole process that I use for this. Some weeks I do better with it than others, very honestly. But basically what I do is I look at the week ahead 
either Sunday night or Monday morning, depends on what kind of person you are and what you prefer. And I look at what needs to get done for the week and not just work things, but personal things too. If there's going to be a doctor's appointment, if there is, I don't know, something with taxes, it's tax season, maybe you have to pull documents together or review something, whatever it might be, all of those things get listed out. And then you look at how can you schedule those into your day. I historically, for a long time, would just try to cram everything in all the time. Like, oh, I can do this. Yep, I can do that too. No problem. And I wouldn't even consider the things at home. They they wouldn't even get a view in the bucket of the day because I looked at my schedule only for work stuff, right? And then I just kind of realized like that does not work, especially when I changed to working for myself and had more of that flexibility and could do things during the day that maybe before I saved for the evening. So now over time, I've integrated that and really give each thing, give each task, give each item that you want to be doing or thing that you want to look at its own time and space so that you don't feel crammed. And then you think at the end of the day, what did I even do with my time, right? So think about that. Now you can run your calendar in all different ways and and if you're interested, we can I can do another episode about that later on, you know, and you can use project management tools and all of that good stuff. But really just look at what's the right way for you to identify all the things that need to get done for that week and then put them in your calendar. So really, I actually use Google Calendar and I don't just use it for if I have a call. I write in there a block for if I need to respond to emails or a block for yeah, reviewing tax documents, whatever it is. It's just a way to really, that it works for me and processing for my brain is to block that time each week. So you can find your way. We all have different ways. I totally get that. This is just to help give you some ideas. If this works for you, great. If it sparks an idea for something else, that's great too. But scheduling your time overall is really important because it'll help you to feel less rushed and more in control of your own schedule and what you're doing, proactive versus reactive in a way. Okay, the third thing, now this one, it might seem counterintuitive in a way, especially if you're trying to get things done, but we're talking about simplifying and having more ease and flow. And this one is to prioritize breaks. I want you to ask yourself right now, how many times in the day do you take a break? I want you to think about it and just reflect on the fact of, do you take a break or not? And then let's talk about it. (laughs) So where can you take breaks? I always like to say that a good place to start when you're looking at taking breaks is as you transition from one task to another. So maybe you're going from one call to another call. Can you take one minute or two minutes or three minutes between those two calls and do a quick check-in, do a body scan, close your eyes, take a deep breath and just kind of feel into your body and how are you feeling right now. You can also do a minute of movement, for example. You can stretch, you can take a quick walk, you know, get up and move around a little bit before you're sitting on another call. Something to help you, again, with those transitions, but also to make sure that you just have time in your day where you take these breaks. If you think about how do you eat lunch right now? Do you eat lunch standing up at the side of the sink? Do you eat at your desk in an office? How do you eat your lunch? Do you take the time for it? 
If you have little kids at home, I get it. It's a whole thing because you're caring for someone else at the same time. But just something to be mindful of. And maybe there are creative ways that you can get back some of that time and figure out, okay, how can I take a minute here or there? How can I block 10 minutes for something or 20 minutes for something? Maybe you want to do yoga or stretching or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. The, The point that I'm trying to make is that I want you to also take time to take the breaks because I personally feel in our society and culture that breaks are not prioritized. They're really thought of as something that you don't need to do or it's frowned upon or it looks like a waste of time. Honestly, I used to think that years ago when I was in my corporate job and I was really go, go, go. I was not mindful of breaks at all. And now I've done like a complete 180 and I consider often, I'm like, okay, how am I feeling right now in this moment? Now I have flexibility because I make my own schedule. So maybe it's a little bit different for you, but the point is to keep that in mind and figure out how you can be aware of that. The awareness, having that awareness then will help you with fitting that into your schedule. And it's just something that I believe is very important. So as you put those breaks in your day, as you slow down, it'll also help you to simplify because you'll be focusing on, hey, okay, how am I feeling in this moment? What is the next important thing for me to do? And you'll just have a a different perspective instead of rushing and always going. So again, I know everyone's situation is different. You might say, oh, I don't know how I could get a break and I'm running around from one thing to the next, but I just encourage you to just think about it. Just have it linger in your head and say, okay, uh, you know, just notice, are you taking breaks? And if you're not, then think about what would it look like if I took one break? What would it look like if I took two breaks? Whatever it might be. And if you're someone that that already does this and feels comfortable with it and you take so- breaks all the time, that's great. Amazing. You're doing a great job. And maybe just reflect, okay, is there anything I want to change in the way that I take my breaks right now? Am I really craving to have a little more movement during those breaks? Or, you know, depending on your situation, you can think about, does it feel good how I'm doing this right now? Or is there anything I want to tweak or adjust in this coming spring season? So those are the three things that I wanted to share with you as ways to simplify your life right now. The first one is to declutter physically, take a look around, pick one thing to get rid of. The second thing is to schedule your time, really look at what are all your tasks and how can you put those into your calendar, or into your agenda so that you're running from something that you put together. And then the third is prioritize breaks. Are you taking breaks between tasks? Are you fitting in more of that ease and flow into your day? If you're not, how can you add more of that? And if you already are, how can you tweak that to make it feel even better for you? I really hope all of this was helpful for you. If you take away at least one thing from this, that's fantastic. Again, it really depends so much on each person and how you are. I am not here to tell you, oh, this is the way you need to do this or you should do that. It's really about taking what works for you leaving the rest, and just continuing on, continuing on on your journey. So wherever you are is fantastic. If you want to talk about having a strategy session, take a look. The link is in the show notes. I'll put for that, maryclavier.com slash work with me. You can also email me. I have that in the show notes as well. 
mary at maryclavier.com. I'm happy to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm wishing you a great rest of your day, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Brief Transitions podcast. Please help to share this podcast with others by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I truly appreciate every single subscribe and review. If you'd like to connect with me further, please find me on Instagram at Brief Transitions or visit brieftransitions.com. Thanks so much and I'll see you next time. Thank you.